This podcast was so fun. Margaret Benjamin Winstead is one of the more humble people I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. Iowa's first ever high school girls state cross-country champion and a three-time track champion at Central Lee High School in far southeast Iowa. Yet, she kept that from her husband and daughter because she didn't feel that it was a big deal. Make sure you catch both parts of the story of her winning a foot race at the Lee County Fairgrounds in her youth. And I apologize for my sound quality in the first few minutes, but I promise it does get better. So sit back and take a listen to this edition of In the Garage with Track Guy. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this Track Guy podcast. Uh, we're going to talk with a young lady that I've known the name for many, many years and, and uh, hope to meet her someday, but... It's Margaret Benjamin Winstead from Ocala, Florida, and the connection to you Iowans is she was our very first girls state champion in cross country, both as an individual and her team from Central League won the first team title uh, all of 1966 uh, in Adele. So, Margaret, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about... uh, about you and Central E and the state meet and and uh, making the trip to uh, Adele, uh, it had to be something very very special for all of you. It was. Uh, I hadn't actually, since I'm not a golfer, didn't know anything about golf. The meet was at a, on a golf course, and I thought it was beautiful. It was, you know, I just thought, man, what a beautiful place. And I mean, I knew it was a golf course, but I'd never really been on one, and it was. Very interesting. Nice day. So here you are, your senior year, and uh, you are uh, running cross country. You know, and Central Lee at the time had an outstanding uh, track program as well. He was, you won three state titles uh, in track on the Sprint Medley Relay, the 880R Relay, and the Mile Relay. And it isn't, it's somewhat common, but not real, that, uh, that a sprinter, uh, you were also a state medalist in the long jump. Gets involved in cross country. What was the connection there that even got you out for the sport? Well, I just like to run, and I saw it as a I saw on TV where there were such races, you know, for long long distance races, and I thought, wow, that you know what a challenge that would be. And we hadn't had it, so I wanted to just give it a try. And I wanted to, I wanted to help prove that girls could do it. Girls and I could do it. And, it. and it just felt good to run, and it was fun. So. Okay, so what else were you involved in at Central League? In middle school, I was in the band. I played a flute. And uh, when I got to high school, um, I think I tried... Uh, softball. I didn't know how to throw the softball correctly. Uh-huh. Got discouraged and dropped out of that. And then when we got to uh, you know, track season, I thought, I could do this. Sure. So, Because I would say from a young age, I had always enjoyed running. I read somewhere that a child, you will see, start to see what their interests are when they're like young, like six, seven, eight. Uh-huh. And for me, it was running. Don't ask me why, but sometimes I would just run for no reason, just because I enjoyed it and it felt good. I would run for like from the house to the barn, and I would pretend that I was beating my my time from the last time I ran. Of course, there was no one there. It was just me, but I was just racing against myself, 
just because I like to do it. And later, later on, at the end of the school year, they had like a big picnic and they had a race there. You know, they said, everybody that wants to race, whatever, come out, you know, come on out. So we, this was at the Lee County Fairgrounds. That's what, I'm from Donaldson, Iowa, and they know, you know, that's where the Lee County Fairground is. Uh-huh. So we went out and they have a track there. We went out on the track and ran just for fun at this picnic. And I believe I won. And what I didn't know was that there was a girl there who always won the race, except she didn't that day because I won. And she was kind of upset about it. I didn't find that out until later. Oh. Anyway, I thought, well, this is fun. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, and it, and it led to an outstanding uh, career. I, and I know you're a very humble person. But uh, you know you're a, you've got quite a legacy in Iowa as uh, uh, being our first girls cross country champion, and then winning three titles, uh, uh, state titles at, at track with your teammates from from Central Lee. So you're from the Donaldson area. Central Lee became a high school, I think, in '62, with uh, when they went to consolidation with Montrose and and uh, Donaldson and Argyle. Were you right. always? From Donaldson, is that where you went to grade school and stuff? Yes. I Well, I was always from Donaldson. We lived in the same place. My parents had bought an old farm and tried to bring it back. And uh, we lived in the same place. But when I started to school, I started to a school named Warren. It was like a one-room country school with one teacher and approximately 16 students, two per grade mm-hmm. approximately. So in my grade, there was me and one boy. And uh, we went there for gr- no kindergarten. We went grades one, two, three, four, five, and then they consolidated and said we would go right. The bus would come by. We'd ride into town and go to school in Donaldson. And so I went there for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, which would be middle school. And then after that, I went to the high school, which was just you know newly constructed along Highway 218. I mean, one year it was a corner bean field, and the next year there was a high school there. That's awesome. Along the highway. And it's still there. It's still there. And I heard it's, I talked to someone one day, and I think they said, oh, yeah, we're building more, you know, growing, building, whatever. And, um, but I haven't been back in a long time. Sure. So So no family in that area still, Margaret? No. Uh-huh. No, we've either moved away, my parents passed away, there's really nobody to go back and visit. Sure. Well, you know, and going through some uh, uh, Central Lee yearbooks of the past, if your your brother Bob was a, an outstanding athlete as well and a pretty good track man back in the day. Yeah, I didn't really keep up with it, I don't guess, but I remember that he was in track, and I remember that he said the guys were very competitive and look out because you might get spiked. <laughs> and I said, oh. Oh, I, well, not like that with the girls, but sure. anyway, it wasn't not on purpose, but it just would accidentally happen. Oh, absolutely. Happen. Well, they get in a bunch and everybody's got spikes yeah, on. Yeah, and, and, and competitive, competitive. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So in the fall, let's go back to that fall of 1966, and you won the, the uh, individual title, and uh, Central Lee wins the team title. What about that trip to Adel? Did the town send you off? Uh, was it just low-key? And that had to be a long ride. It was about 200 miles back then, and the the roads weren't anything like they are today. (laughs) Yes. Well, it was was low-key. Nobody sent us off. It was just a matter of catching the bus, you know, meeting Uh up with your team. You get on the bus. 
the bus driver takes you where you need to go, and when you get out, they tell you what the rules are and that type of stuff. So we didn't actually know quite where we were other than what the sign said, and the bus pulled up and said, okay, here's where you get off. So we went out, and they showed where the, the running course was marked up on the golf course, uh-huh. and you get your number to wear on your back, you know, your number sure. for the meet and all that. And uh, when you said it was a long drive there, you have to realize that Donaldson is so far down in the southeast corner of the state. Yeah. It's a long way to anywhere. Oh, it is. In the I state mean, of Iowa from Donaldson. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, going to, if you're going to Des Moines, it's a long way to Des Moines. We didn't go there too often. Well, but, you know, you're just across the river from Missouri and across the river from right. Illinois. Right. So, Right. Uh, for those it's, that are listening that may not uh, know exactly where Central Lee is, it's in Lee County, very close to Keokuk and very close to Fort Madison. So you can find Donaldson mm-hmm. or Montrose or Argyle on a map, but it's it, it's down there uh, about as far as you can get without being in another state, that's for sure. When I was in high school and then when I coached at Columbus Junction, we used to go to have a cross-country meet at Croton. Are you familiar with Croton? Which is mm-hmm. just it's south of Donaldson. Uh, there's only maybe a house or two there, and that's about it. But yeah, but they hosted a cross-country meet like there. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, there's some small areas like that. Yeah. Well, Donaldson itself, people don't know where it is, the town of Donaldson. Uh-huh. It's where Highway 2 and 218 cross. There you go. Yep. And there's gas, There, at least there were, there were gas stations on three corners. Sure. Because it's where, that was it. And the Highway 218 coming up through town, that was Main Street. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> so, and, like a and, lot of little towns. Yeah, and a lot of travel. There's still a lot of travel through there. Is the, what they call the Avenue of Saints. It goes from St. Paul to uh, St. Louis, and uh, uh-huh. it'll go right through, uh, right through there as well. So, so you get to Adel, and mm-hmm. counting Central Lee, there are 18 teams and 107 girls. And did you guys go in with? Did, did Coach not get you fired up that hey, we got a chance to win this, or just happened to uh, you know roll out like that? And, and and what was your strategy going in? Okay, I don't remember the coach saying that. Uh huh. But but I'm not sure he knew what to expect. <laughs> yeah. But the girls on the team felt good about you know our team. Uh huh. We felt good about our team, and it's kind of like you know. You know, we could we could do good in this. Sure. We have we have good runners, and we could do good. Let's just you know show them what we got. Yeah. And uh, for me personally, it was the start of my senior year, mm-hmm. and I realized that this would be my first and last state meet ever. Yeah. That was it. This is this was the one chance, and I thought, boy, what an opportunity. And I kind of thought about it and thought. Uh, I've been doing this for four four years now, not cross country, but it right. was just sure. it was just now or never, right. pretty much. Right. And when we got there, I didn't know there were so many people there. I didn't really know them, but I thought I heard someone say that the this one girl, she was a freshman, and that they, you know, she was the they they expected her to do well. Sure. And so I so I saw who she was. I didn't know her at all. And I, but I watched, and as we started, she, she start, she started the, the lead. Uh huh. And it's like that was fine with me because I don't particularly like to lead, mm-hmm. but I just want to, you just want to keep up with the pace. So she, she set the pace, and we all just gradually dropped in behind. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And as we went along, I thought to myself, if she's a freshman, 
and not very experienced, and I'm a senior and I am experienced, the chances are I could win this. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know about win, but I felt like I could do a good, make a good showing. Sure, sure. So I just fall, dropped him behind, and she set the pace, and we went along because I knew that at some point, if it, if I felt like I could and get that last, you know, second wind or that kick at the end, that I might be able to win. Uh huh. So we went along, and that's just what happened. Oh, that's awesome. And and I just just bided my time, and when I got up there. And thought it was time, though there was the last straightaway, and I just went for it. And I, I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling that she or whoever was up there, when they saw me out of the corner of their, of their eye, it uh -huh. was too late. Yeah. Because I was determined. Sure. I I wanted it. Yep. I was a senior, and I wanted it bad, and I was going to make a run for it, and I did. And if they saw me, it was too late. Well, the race distance that year was a mile and a quarter, so that, that's a mile longer than any race you ever ran in track. You were an outstanding quarter miler on a winning mile relay team and a winning 880 and a winning sprint medley team. But also, this young girl that you beat, her name was Chris Gimberling from Lake City, and she was the runner-up to you in 66 and the runner-up to uh, Sarah Beckford, in 67 that you became a friend oh. with uh, in the Federation meets. We'll talk about right. that in a minute. And then Chris uh -huh. Gimberling was a two-time champion. She was our state's first time multi-champion in cross country. So uh -huh. uh, it wasn't just some freshman that you beat, Margaret. This well, girl was very, very talented, as were you. And the Central yeah. League girls put three in the top 15, which is out of 107 girls is pretty darn tough, and which led you to the state title. Maybe it was just as well that I didn't know her. Yeah, I was could very well of, be. I, was, I yep. was thinking she's young and inexperienced. I can beat her. Sure. Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, exactly. And so, sometimes you're better off uh, not knowing all the details. That's right. for sure. That's for right. sure. Let's talk about the trip back from Adele. I know a lot of people are going to want to know. And now it's uh, not uncommon if a team wins a state title or sometimes even an individual. The fire trucks meet them outside of town and... There's all kinds of hoopla and fanfare. What was it like when the Central League cross-country team came we back to Donaldson? We didn't have any of that. We just quietly came back into town and then went home. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't like that, and we didn't expect it, so it's not like we were disappointed. Uh -huh. We just went there and did our job, and then we came home. The biggest celebration for us, I would say, is when, you know, the next day, whatever day it was on, I don't know if it was a Saturday sure. or whatever. Sure. Anyway, the next time at school, they made the announcement that the girls' uh, cross-country team had won first place in state. But in, in that situation, they would announce it over the intercom. Uh -huh. And so everybody was in their classroom when it came through on the <laughs> announcement. And it's like, so they may have cheered individually, but we didn't hear it. Uh -huh. I mean, we we were happy sure. about it, but we didn't actually hear that. So we didn't, we didn't get the big fanfare, but we weren't used to getting that either. Sure. So it, it didn't seem like a big deal. Well, it sure put Central Lee on the map. You know, they had good I, basketball teams and good football teams in that yeah. in that era yeah. as well. And then uh, the girls' cross-country team winning the first ever state title in Iowa for girls' cross-country night the fall of 1966. Six years, ladies and gentlemen, before Title IX, which was uh, the legislation, a big breakthrough for girls and, and collegiate women to be involved in athletics. And the uh, uh, state of Iowa was... Right there in front and center. And uh, our, our girls' state track meet, the first one was in 1962, so 10 years uh, prior to that. 
So let's talk a little bit about track. And, and Central League girls were very good, won three relay titles in your time there. You had a young lady uh, that you ran with by the name of Linda Harden. That was a 440 yes, champion. I did. So you yes. and her together on that mile relay was very, very impressive. Yes. She and I uh, were together on the team. Well, she was one year ahead of me. Okay. You know, she yeah. was the one that I won in that foot race. Uh, at the Lee County Fairgrounds, but I didn't know that she was supposed to win it. I'll be darned. I just, <laughs> she, she was not happy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, we ended up on the track team together and did very well together all the rest of the way through high school. So after high school, you uh, did some federation meet running. And I suppose now in today's age, those it would be Junior Olympics or the AAU or USATF, but it was the National Federation. Did you get to do any traveling with that, and what were some uh, of the races we, you ran? Uh, let's see. I think I was a sophomore when the national meet was in Bakersfield, California, mm-hmm. and I didn't didn't make the team. I was the first alternate, so I did not get to go. Uh-huh. But the next year, they went to Terre Haute, Indiana, and I and I went, you know, got to participate. And yep. last year, uh, it was the meet was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I got to go on that one. Wow. And experienced the very dry weather in New Mexico. Sure, sure. That was a whole lot different from Iowa humidity. And a little different than what you have in Ocala, Florida, too, I'm I'm guessing. Well, yes. Yes. Yes, it's hot here, and we also have humidity if it's raining. Uh Uh-huh. And Uh uh, we've been having a lot of that lately. If you can just picture, you know, small-town Iowa and and, uh, athletics helps kids get to do a lot of things, and uh, you had some well, great did, experiences that a lot of kids from the Donaldson area never would have experienced. Well, and, it, and that's what it did for me. That was a chance, you know, when you talk about going somewhere. I've really never been anywhere mm-hmm. much, and it allowed me to go even with the band and the track team and all that. Sure. To, to go on these trips and see other parts of the state because we were so far out. There were parts of the state that we never saw. You'd see it on a map, but it's like, well, where is that? Sure. Anyway, that's the only way I think I ever made it to Des Moines uh-huh. with the band or the track team because it's a long ride sure. to get there. Yep. But if but if they're driving, you know, and you can go, it was a lot of fun, and I met a lot of nice people and saw a lot of territory and all that, it helped me see that there was something besides just Donaldson. Sure. Donaldson was great, Yep. but there was a whole other world out there, and it kind of opened my eyes. Tell us about, you know, growing up in the Donaldson area, was your family a farming family? They they were. My father was uh, born in Iowa, uh-huh. and he had, it was five boys and one girl in the family, and they farmed. In those days, in my father's case, he was the oldest son, uh-huh. and after he completed the sixth grade, they said they needed him at home to work on the farm and help his father. So he had to quit school after the sixth grade, mm-hmm. although they told him that you know for the rest of his life, if he filled out paperwork, he should say that he went through the eighth grade because he had the equivalent education of an eighth grade uh-huh. student, and so that you know that's what he did. He didn't really get the middle school, high school experience like sure. we would expect. Sure. You just didn't have a chance to do that because of the way of the situation. And that wasn't all that uncommon then, you know, that... Right, at that time, yep. right. 
Yeah. I would say that's right. And uh, yeah. And also his mother had passed away and uh, there just weren't the social service agencies you sure. know, at that time. So you just family pulled together and you just did the best you could and made the best of it. So Absol that's absolutely. Did. Absolutely. So graduation comes and, and, and it's time for you to, to move on. What was the first step for you after high school? Uh, well, when I was graduating from high school, I was offered a scholarship to attend John F. Kennedy College in Wahoo, Nebraska. Outstanding women's <laughs> uh, basketball at John F. Kennedy when they were open. Absolutely. They did. They did. They had a great program going. and But when I got there, uh, we practiced in that, but it turned out that they it was an old campus that they brought back mm -hmm. and renamed it. And it was going to be really, you know, what an awesome opportunity to attend John F. Kennedy College. Sure. But when I got there, it turned they were working hard to get everything in place, but it turned out we really didn't have too many people to compete against in track. The mm. basketball teams were going great. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we practiced, but we didn't really get to compete as much as I thought we were going to be. Mm -hmm. And then in um, my in my well, we did some because I I remember I ended up with shin splints. <laughs> Uh, a very uncomfortable. Which are very painful. Yes. But anyway, we didn't we didn't get to compete like they had hoped. And so in my second year, I started hearing rumors that they might not get their accreditation, and it worried me. Mm -hmm. So I ended up transferring after two years over to uh, Northeast Missouri State College. Yep, which, which is, is now Truman South. State. They call it Truman right. State now. Yep. And then later it became university, and then it became Truman University. Uh-huh. So that's where I ended up getting my degree. Um, but I have fond memories of John F. Kennedy College. Sure, so, sure. So what what you major in? What was your degree in? Well, what I was trying to do was major in social science and get my teaching certificate along with that. Sure. And just see, you know, how it goes. Because I said to my mother, I'm not sure what I want to do. And she, I, I made, uh, at one point I said, maybe I should quit. And she said, oh, don't quit. You're my last hope for a college graduate. Uh -huh. And she said, anyway, I read that a lot of people get a degree, and it isn't quite what they end up using it for, but you have to get the degree first. Yep. So yep. don't leave. Don't awesome. leave. Just good good finish, advice. Good advice. Just finish, and then, you know, you'll see what life brings you as you go along. And that, that was good advice. Yes. So yes. it worked out good for me. Sure. So you get done with college. Right. What I what I did is I, I had gotten my teaching certificate. Uh-huh. But I had graduated at an odd time of year because of transferring. I actually finished up in the first half of the fall semester. Uh -huh. I had to come back for the fall and do my student teaching. So I was ending at an odd time. But what I did was I thought, well, I will get my name on substitute teacher list and then see what I can do, you know, but I have to do something in the meantime to pay the bills. So I turned around and I thought, well, where, where is a good place to start out? And when I looked around, the closest, biggest town was Quincy, Illinois. Uh -huh. So that's where I went. And, you know, you think that's not far away because it's like across the river. Yeah, but it's, know, a, it's, big, it's a big town compared to what we have in southeast Iowa. Compared to where sure. I was. Absolutely. And I thought there would be a little more opportunity and maybe I could get started there. So I went there and got my name on the substitute teacher list so they could call me if they, you know, needed someone. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. But I also got a job in a Motorola plant, and that way, if they called me, I could go and substitute teach during the day and still make it to my job from 4 to 12 at the Motorola plant. Oh, my. 
where I was actually I was doing inspection uh-huh. on parts for the televisions and radios and stuff. You uh-huh. know, not quite what I planned out, but a lot of people start out that way, and I Absolutely. thought, well, that's what I'll do. Sure. So what I learned was that they give substitute teachers a hard time to the students because yep. that's just the way it goes. My guess there would be some substitute teachers that I had that would uh, be quick to point the finger at me for doing something like that. I <laughs> but I would say it was a good experience. While I was there at the Motorola plant, of course, I met this young man, and we ended up getting married. Okay. He was buying a farm, and we were going to start doing that. But in order to make it work, we, we still had to work in town. Mm-hmm. So uh, I met him at the Motorola plant. The owners of that Motorola plant decided they wanted to – well, they it, it got bought and sold, and then they wanted to take some of the lines and move them, I think, to Texas. Okay. So they took what they wanted – and left some of it, and pretty much everybody else got laid off. Oh, shoot. So it's like, oh, dear. Yeah. So, so, but by this time, I had a sister-in-law who worked next door at the, the speed company, and she said, well, come over here and fill out an application. I'll give you a good reference. So I went to work for the feed company, and I ended up working there for eight years. That was a good experience. Uh-huh. Um, I worked there for eight years, and during that time, let's see, I had a baby. <laughs> went on maternity leave, uh-huh. came back. They guaranteed your job, but they didn't tell you what job that would be. So I came back and they said, well, we're moving you into sales department. You're going to help the salesman order feed and equipment from these states, Alabama, I said, no, it was Mississippi, Louisiana, North and South Carolina. Uh-huh. So you meet, you know, here, you're sure. meeting more people all the time. As As time went by, well, there was a man who called in feed orders from North Carolina, uh-huh. and I would talk to him like every week on the phone. You know, you get to know sure. somebody on the sure. phone, and then he didn't. He stopped calling in orders, and I didn't know why. But anyway, about this time, my husband and I ended up getting a divorce. Just uh-huh. one of those things that happened. Yep. We ended up getting a divorce. I was sad, but you know, get on with life. And then later on, I discovered that. Charles Winstead had joined the sales force, and because he'd been on there and doing a good job, he was on the list to come into Quincy for like a meet and greet uh-huh. and take a tour of the plant and all that. So he came, you know, came over to my desk, and that's the first time I had actually ever seen him. But anyway, we, you know, we met. He took me out for pizza, which <laughs> I just love. Uh-huh. And and then he wanted to know after he, you know, met the people and met me and all. He asked them if he could get a territory that was closer to Quincy. Really? And I said, "You don't, you don't want to. Call, that'll be a shock to your system. You don't want to do that." <laughs> he said, "No, I want to. I want to come up here." And I knew it was because we had met, and he wanted to get to know me better. He said, "Well, I can't tell you what to do, but uh, you know." Yeah. Anyway, so he did that, and it worked out well. We dated, and then we got married, and then we got married, and we moved him and me and my daughter. Now, our daughter, we just accepted him and right in and became a family, and we moved. They gave him a territory in Bloomfield, Iowa. Oh, my goodness. So he moved from North Carolina to Bloomfield, Iowa. Yep. And then later we got married in the summer right before our daughter was ready to start kindergarten. Uh-huh. So she started kindergarten. He went to the orientation session, which was a riot. Because he didn't have any children, but he was he was going to have one. He was going to learn. He was going to learn. <laughs> yeah. So so he went to the orientation. We got started there, and she went to kindergarten and half of first grade. 
before they offered him a promotion to state manager for the state of Florida. Oh, my goodness. And I looked at him and said, can we earn a living there? I mean, when I think of Florida, I think oranges, tourists, uh-huh. alligators. Can we earn a-? And he said, well, yes, I believe so, because there have been state managers there ahead of, uh, ahead of me. He said, but besides that, do you realize that this, right, the weather there was had been just unbelievable. Sure. In the spring, they had so much rain. It was just mud and just terrible weather. The, the calves with, that were born, the baby calves, uh-huh. were dying from, I don't know, pneumonia. Sure. They were getting sick and dying. It was, you know, not a good season. And then we went into the summer, and it was so dry. They had a drought. The, everything was a scrub brush. You know, it was so yeah. dry, it just burned up everything. And the last straw was when we got to fall in, in Bloomfield, there were two small towns or two small banks. He arrived in Bloomfield before I did. I had to quit my old job and get over there. Sure. And uh, he went to one bank to open an account, and he noticed the sign on the counter that you would expect to say FDIC. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little sign there, but it didn't exactly say FDIC. And he asked, so he asked them, they said, well, no, but it's, you know, kind of like the same difference. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of things on a handshake. Uh-huh. Okay? But that bothered him. So he went to the other bank and went in, and they had FDIC insurance. So that's where we opened our account. But at the end of the rainy season and then the drought, then that, that bank mm-hmm. that did things on a handshake mm-hmm. failed. And it, we knew it was going to be terrible. We felt so bad for the people there. Because, you know, farmers will go in and borrow money for the seed and equipment and everything they need, but then they have to have a crop to pay it back. Well, it was all terrible. I felt really bad for him. And he said, you know, the way things are here, Florida is our best choice. We we need to go. We're just going to have to go. So we moved to Florida, uh, entered her in the – she was out here in the middle of first grade, and we've been here ever since. It's oh been my God! So thirty-eight years. Everything happens for a reason, you know. Well, I, I, that's I, the thing. I truly like, believe that. That, uh, that it's not something you ask for, but you try and do your best. And I absolutely wondered how that turned out for the people in Bloomfield. Yeah. Some of them were okay, and some of them were yep. in a bad. And not everybody's situation. lucky enough that it turns out great, but obviously, uh, yeah. you for folks were. So you're in Alcala, Florida. For those yeah. people, I, where is that located within the state of Florida? Okay. Ocala, Florida is uh, along uh, Interstate 75, uh-huh. and it's about 45 minutes south of Gainesville, Florida, which is where the University of Florida is located. Gotcha. Joe Gators. So kind of central. <laughs> for people who, years ago, people, they tell me, used to come to this area for like a senior class trip uh-huh. to go to Silver Springs, Florida. Okay. Where there were natural springs and they had the glass bottom boats and all of that. That we're about three miles from there. Okay. Although it's not what it used to be because it was it reverted to a state park and all the they don't have the water slides and all that stuff they used to have or all the animals and sure. that. But it, it's still a nice area, but it's not like it used to be if someone remembers going to Silver Springs, Florida on their senior class trip. Gotcha. You know, they may say, oh, I, I was there. Sure. That's about three miles up the road from us because it just, Ocala grew across to meet it. So, but our address is actually Ocala. Well, I want so. to talk a little bit about, before we close out your high school career, let's go back to the, the interesting story you told me about, you know, 
your name, your given name is Margaret, but in a lot of the newspaper articles that I read, and even in the yearbook, it had Marg, M-A-R-G, and uh, your dad wasn't real fond uh, of, being, of you being called Marg. Tell us about that. There was another girl on the team a year ahead of me, I think, and her name was Margaret, and but she had always gone, she just shortened it herself to Marg, uh-huh. M-A-R-G, and in, and what they talked about was that it worked out well because when you ran a relay and you wanted to flip that uh, baton up into the next person's hand, mm-hmm. you don't want a long name like Sarah Elizabeth. Uh-huh. You, it's got to be short, Liz, or you know something pretty short. So she already went by Marg, and I think they just assumed that they would use the same one for me. Uh-huh. And I didn't. It was okay with me, uh-huh. but I thought I thought I hope my dad doesn't find out because he. <laughs> did not want us to have a nickname, he would say, we named you Margaret because we wanted, you know, people to call you Margaret. Yeah. No nickname. Sure. And and uh, I, we never could understand that because his name was Aloysius, but <laughs> everyone called him either Al or Slim. Uh-huh. The same rules didn't apply to him, but he was a stickler for it. No nickname. Nicknames. Uh-huh. We will not have nicknames. Sure, sure. So. Now, so in high school, I went by that, but it's like I never have any other time except on the relay team. Right. Got it. Got it. That is interesting. In one page of the yearbook on the cross-country page, it has Margaret Benjamin under your individual right. picture right. as the individual state champion, then Marg, but maybe there wasn't enough room to put Margaret Benjamin on the same line with the team well, picture. Well, that but, could be. It's, yeah. I think it's 16 letters. So did your yeah. folks, you know, busy working in a, and work gets and life gets in the way, were they able to, to come and experience what you experienced as a high school athlete? Were they able to find time and, and come and watch you uh, compete at, at, at the high level? My mother did sometimes when she could. Uh-huh. My father only came one time. Well, you would, you would have to know, but sure. you know, he, he had to quit school after the sixth grade. Right. And so he never got that full school experience. He yeah. had to start working like he was an adult. And he was somewhat intimidated by going to school events. Uh-huh. He just he just was uncomfortable at a school event because you know yep. because of that. Well, there's some pride uh, there. My you mother, know, and, yep. My mother was a peacemaker behind the scenes. He had to quit uh, after the sixth grade yep. and basically go to work. He yep. had to be, like, become an adult. And she was in a family. Both of them, their mothers had passed away, so they came became an adult quick. And same way with my mother. Her mother died, and she ended up being the daughter, the sister, the mother figure in the family holding things together. Sure. So she couldn't do anything frivolous, but she so she never had the opportunity, but she saw what a good opportunity it was and how well they treated the girls mm-hmm. in the state of Iowa. Uh-huh. And she thought that was great. Uh-huh. So she supported it every way she could and went to some of the track meets you know, when she could. But my father did not, and she one time, you know, she took me to the side and said, you know how your father is about going to a school event, but she said, I, I just realized that where he worked in town in the factory because he's already back, he couldn't ride on a tractor anymore. Uh-huh. She said, when he gets off work, he drives right down the street past this uh, the school, I think it was in Fort Madison, and where the track meet's being held, uh-huh. he's going to get off work and drive right down there, right past there at the right time. She said, I want you to to talk to him and personally invite him <laughs> to attend that track meet. Awesome. You know, just, just tell him it's right there when you come down the street. Sure. Just turn at this corner. You don't even have to get out of the car 
just look through the fence yeah. and you can see it. He didn't say if he was going to do it or not. But And I went back a second time. She, she said, did he say yes? And I said, he didn't give me an answer. And she said, well, mention it again when the day is closed. So I did. And then I went ahead and went to the meet, and I, I actually never saw him uh-huh. there. So I didn't know if he showed up or not. I never saw him, but I found out later he did because he talked about attending one of the track meets that Margaret was in. He was very proud of the whole thing, and you to hear him talk, you would have thought he went to every track meet. Well, But it was only one and because it was convenient and because my mother promoted it. Well, my so, guess is, Margaret, that he somehow, through your mom or siblings, knew what you had accomplished, and he, he knew what was going on and how good you were, and then just bless his heart, he was able to watch you and, and, and share that moment. That, that's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty awesome, pretty special. So, so I, was always, I was always glad that it turned out like that, because, and I knew that he, he thoroughly enjoyed that because he talked about it and just talked about it with, you know, yeah. like... You would assume he went to every one. <laughs> you know, and I talked to briefly when we got started here about how humble you are. And when I called you a couple times and said I wanted to uh, visit with you and, and uh, uh, maybe do a, a podcast. And, you know, and it, w- it wasn't something that you initially were comfortable with because uh, you're not a bragger and you're, you're humble. But I, I thank you for your willingness to do this. And so I've got to ask you how much about your career does your daughter and your husband know? Well, my husband, Charles, uh-huh. found out about it because I got invited back to where they were going to honor one of the girls' track teams in the middle of a football game. Okay. And so we, I think we were maybe living in Bloomfield at that time, but we drove down because it was, you know, such a nice thing to do. So we drove down there and went in, and they had a presentation or something, you know, to honor past team, whatever. It was a nice thing to do. And while we were there, he was just curious. He asked me about it. And I said, well, we could see if the buildings as we go inside and go down to what the trophy case is. So we went in there and walked down there and he was amazed. (laughs) He was amazed because you have to remember he's from North Carolina and we didn't know each other back then. Sure. And he was just amazed. And he just like looked at it and read, saw the pictures and read the stuff and saw some records and things. And he said, this is amazing. This uh, He just couldn't get over. He was just uh, flabbergasted. And he talked about it afterwards to the point that I thought it was kind of embarrassing because <laughs> by this time I was getting older and I'd put on some weight. I would hear him telling somebody, you know, like if we'd go somewhere and he'd be talking to the person on the other side of them telling them about it. And I'd give him the elbows like, stop that, stop that. That's, you know. That's ridiculous. Well, you Look let him now. brag. You let him brag on you all he wants to. You're, you deserve well, it. Well, finally, I gave up because he wouldn't stop. He worked any every time he had an opportunity, he would work it in somehow. Sure. I couldn't believe it. And I talked to you before, and I told you that I never really talked to my daughter about it because uh-huh. by the time she came along, we were living in a different place. Yeah. You know, we. Well, I mean, she lived in Bloomfield for a year and a half, but that's not close to where the high school was. Sure. Sure. And I don't know where she was the day we went in and looked at the uh, trophy case, but uh, she was probably off with relatives. But I never really talked to her about it. But after you and I had talked, yep. she happened to call me on the phone, and I said, did I ever mention to you about you know being on the track team? And she said, no, what'd you do? Oh. <laughs> I said, well, I need to visit just, with her and bring her up to speed. That was just <laughs> early this afternoon, and I said, did I ever mention to you that I was on the 
track team and that. And she said, no, what'd you do? Oh. And so while we were on the phone, I think she got in there and tried to look it up and she found something. Sure. Anyway, she was amazed. She was amazed and she said, well, you never mentioned this. And I said, it didn't seem to come up and it was so long ago and you don't even know where the, you know, where these, where the, what the area was. Yeah. Because she arrived here in the middle of first grade and grew up as a Florida girl. Sure. You know, sure. she's a Florida girl. She only went up there back there in the summertime to visit her father, her biological father, and his family. So when school was out, we would put her on an airplane as a minor flying, you know. Yep, yep. We had to, alone. Yep. Put her on the plane, send her up to St. Louis. They'd come and pick her up, and she would spend the summer there. And they even let her join a, a uh, 4-H club that specialized in horses. That's awesome. <laughs> Just she was an honorary member for the summer. Sure. And they did horse stuff. Uh -huh. She got to where she loved horses. Her uncle had taught her to ride a horse when she was just little, little, and the love of it just stayed with her, and it's passed on to her daughter, who went to a, you know, when they're out of school and mom had to find something for her, somewhere to go while yep. she worked, yep. she sent her out to the horse camp at this farm outside of town, and my the granddaughter, her daughter, my granddaughter, her name happens to be Hannah, and Hannah just loved it so oh. much. She would have slept in the barn if you'd have let her. She just, it just, I don't know, I guess it's in their blood. Sure, so, sure. I love so it. So for my daughter and for her daughter also, they have, they, they turned into equestrians. That's awesome. You, you obviously had a, a great life to get where you're at today, and, and high school was a good experience. And, you know, and I think that's one thing that kind of gets lost in today's age that, you know, Athletics at the high school level and, and younger are, are meant to be great times and to learn about life right. and learn about being a teammate and, and that type right. of thing. So you obviously had great success, but you also have great memories of that and, I, and I do. strong, I do. you know, and strong family as well. And, and uh, you know, now you've got a, a daughter that's doing well and a husband that uh, you guys are retired and, and, and living well we're, in Florida right, and enjoying that great weather. So, and my husband is overly proud. Oh. He was the one that picked up on it first and was overly proud. Well, I don't think you and, can be overly proud, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, seriously, I just think that there's, there's so many great stories uh, to be told. You, obviously, you were the, the first girls individual champion, which is a great story in itself. But to learn how you got there, to learn about the fanfare or lack thereof at that time, it, you know, uh, I, I would guess kids today would still think that maybe you had, uh, you know, the big parade and that type of thing. But 1966 no, not, was a completely different era. Days. Yeah, it's a it, it's a wonderful experience, and I'm just so glad you shared it with me. Well, I think at one time you had asked me the question about what caused me to like track. Yeah. You know, why was I attracted to it? And it's like it goes back to a long story. Did I tell you that I was I weighed 11 pounds when I was born because my mother <laughs> developed gestational diabetes uh-huh and so when i was that means she's not well and the baby gets very big so sure. i was i was born at 11 pounds and i was always a chubby kid uh-huh you know in elementary school i was chubby yep and when i got into uh middle school well i actually was still chubby but when i got up toward high school and became more aware of you know yeah you want to you want to look your best whatever and chubby wasn't in style so I think the first coach I had mentioned to me very nicely to the side, could run faster if I would lose a few pounds. Uh -huh. And he said, you know, when you run, 
your weight's going to can come down just from the running. Sure. Whatever. Anyway, he was very nice about it and just just on the side mentioned it to me. Yep. And I thought, you know what? He's right. So I went home, told my mother, and she said, well, let's, I said, can you help me? And she said, well, we'll see what we can do. She said, I'll, so she studied up on it about like what they feed athletes at the training table. Uh-huh. You know, how you can help them through diet to become better performers in athletics. Uh-huh. And she was behind the scenes helping me with my diet and all that type of thing, which made me slim down. So when I ran, not only did I feel good, you know, mm-hmm. I, it felt good to run. It improved my posture. I lost a few pounds, and I always felt my best when I was running. And that, that's part of what I remember about it. It was It's such a good thing. And it helped me so much, and it, I think it turned me into maybe a different person. That's Not awesome. that I became skinny. Sure. You, you still have a big frame, but, you know. That's a great but, story. But it really, it really helped me in a lot of ways. And when I look back on it, it's like as I came through that with my mother in the background helping me, she tried to encourage me to become a nutritionist, and I didn't want to because I thought if I was around food too much, I'd eat it. Sure. And I didn't want it to be thinking about food. Uh-huh. I just needed to stay busy, and if I could you know, work in rain, running or exercise or anything like that, and it and it changed my outlook, I think, on life. So that's awesome. That's a good thing. That's awesome. Very That's good. a great story. Well, Major Margaret, I thank, you, I thank you for your time, <laughs> and uh, uh, I thank you for your willingness to, to open up about your successes, you know, and your, and your trials in, in life as well, but... You know, it's uh, it just speaks highly, I, I think, for the young people in Iowa. They have the, the drive and the perseverance to succeed, and, and, and you've done that uh, each and every step of the way. I thank you for, for well, spending some time with good, me today. I have good memories of Iowa because I was thinking, I hope nothing I have said is, is I hope I've not insulted oh, anybody in Iowa. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think highly not. of the people in Iowa. It was a good a good life for me. Yep. And... Uh, uh, you know, very good uh, upbringing. I still, when I watch the news and I hear what's going on in Iowa, it's always interesting to me because I think, oh my goodness, I think Iowa has changed. Uh-huh. You know, when uh-huh. I see who the politicians are and what sure. they've done and all that type of thing. Sure. It's like, I'm always interested in what's going on in Iowa. So I'm watching. Awesome. I'm awesome. Watching. Well, thank you for that and yeah. keep doing that. So thanks again and uh, have a great uh rest of of, uh, September and on into the fall and the winter and be thinking of us in Iowa and how much you like Iowa when uh, it's still 70 degrees in Florida and we've got 20 below and snow blowing. I love the winters here. So don't forget us. Summers are kind of hot, kind of tough. Hang in there. But I just love the winters. So. Well, thank you, Margaret. Much appreciated. And uh, I'll be be in touch and I'm going to get some stuff to send to your husband and your daughter. Okay. All right. Thank Thank you you so much. much. I hope you've enjoyed our visit with Margaret Benjamin Winstead, a humble champion who is proud to be from Iowa and is so proud of what Iowa offers the Iowa girl. What the Track Guy Foundation does for Iowa's youth is because we have great, humble supporters. Without them, none of this would be possible. And to our shoe partners, Fitness Sports in Clive, Johnston and Coralville, Peak Performance in Sioux City, the Iowa Running Company in Cedar Rapids, and Fleet Feed in Davenport, we say thank you. Until next time, this is Track Guy saying so long.